All right, so we are live, and Jim, this one was your idea, so I don't know if you want to introduce it or explain it. I think I understand what we're going to be doing today, but I, you, you, you wanted to do a um, not a top twenty list, but a sort of a uh, a mixtape edition of the of of of, of Metal Workshop. So, you know, yeah, these aren't necessarily the best songs, but I think they are great songs that go together and create a mood mm-hmm. for metal. And my list only has um, – it's all – there's there's no duplicate bands except Judas Priest appears twice. That's it. Otherwise, okay. I also tried to pick different bands uh, to give a, a really wide taste of metal, which we didn't – I don't think we didn't do as well when we did the top 20 albums that everyone must know. No, um, we didn't. We, we had repeats. And I had repeats on mine because I was going more for – I know how this feels, but uh, – but I, 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 when we get into the topic of mix, you know, like like a, a song list itself, I think, um, I think that that's that was a, that's a really big question. Do you have repeats or do you not? And what I was thinking was, well, on a list of twenty, I feel like I'm going to just repeat stuff. But if it were a list of ten, like something that was more the size of an actual album, I right. might I might not want to do that. Would be my thinking. Um, but I'm sorry. Go on. That's okay. And then I ended up, I think I have two songs that are questionably not metal. They may not be pure metal, and we can argue that. And if I'm wrong, I'm happy to take them off. But I did go for esoteric as well as well-known stuff, um, which, as I understand on your list, that isn't necessarily the case. But mine is in order that I think you should listen to them. Yeah, and mine is too. Mine is too. I, I had, yeah. a, I, had a, I, I think, and I and I said to you before the thing. I think my my list wouldn't be that great if it was all out of order because it's just you know right. a bunch of songs. But I put them in the order I wanted them in, um, and I was trying to think in terms of when I was mixing tapes when I was younger, and the you know just sort of the feel that I would go for. So, um, so maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do an entire episode just of your list. And we can talk about each item on the list, and then we can do another episode of my list. That could work. We or we could just do it as a giant probably... episode if it uh, if if we get through my list really quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I do want I do want to say. I know you have limited time. Yeah, no, but I we'll, we'll see how long it goes, and then we'll we'll feel we'll feel it out from there. Um, uh, I saw High Fidelity for the first time not too long ago, so I thought it was. I was thinking about this topic before you even brought it up to me for that reason because um, I had never seen that movie and uh, and it, it kind of on the one hand I saw that movie like it's weird when there's a movie that's really well known and quoted all the time and you tell people oh yeah I saw it because you don't want to explain that you didn't but when you see it years later uh, I don't know I I was watching it and I was I was thinking like I do I don't know if I I don't want to be that guy in that movie. Do you know what I mean? Like I was I was thinking about top ten lists and top twenty lists, and it kind of it kind of made me think a little bit more critically about them, if that makes sense. Um, and so I was thinking that the I don't know, like what before we even get into our top twenty lists, what's your what's your what's your feeling about about having a mix I, I don't know if we're calling this mixtape or uh, a playlist you know but but whatever whichever direction we're going with it what's your feeling about the purpose of these and the function that they serve well I think they're kind of a dead art right because mm-hmm. now we have Spotify and we have YouTube and we have 
all these different methods of listening to music and you can put them on shuffle. Yep. But I, I think that for me, the mixtapes back in the day was here. If I made a mixtape for somebody, here's the kind of stuff I like. And here's some songs that I think are good from these bands and it'll give you a taste. And you do think about the order, yep. but you, when you, when I was doing it in the eighties, when I would make a mixtape in the eighties, I was picking the best songs from each of those bands or our favorites or things that felt right because you want somebody, if you're making it for somebody else, you want them to have the best enjoyable experience. I wouldn't necessarily put, and face warning still remains is on my list. I have a lot of long songs on my list. Mm -hmm. I would never put a 16 minute song on a mixtape for somebody else, right? That's a really good way to make sure that they don't listen to whenever they do those reaction videos online and people vote for, and I remember, uh, uh, Lost in Vegas, they recommended a horrible song from Opeth that was really, really crunchy and complex, but it's <laughs> hard to listen to. That's a bad vote for somebody that doesn't know who Opeth is. You would never give them the most uh, uh, somebody the most complex song. So I think with mixtapes, you want to give them a good feeling, a good sense, not a challenging feeling. Okay, okay. See, and that's that's I guess that's the other thing is I. It is a matter of what you're making the the mix for because I generally made them for myself I think maybe for me and my friends yeah. if we were driving um I mean I would still have I would still be thinking in terms of well I want I want to make this mi mixtape because I want this mood and I want this mood across a number of songs and I want to you know there there was a logic to it the only time I made one for another person was my my dad said he wanted to know what I was listening to so he asked me to make a mixtape for him and in that instance I sort of looked at it as I need to persuade my dad that metal has got substance to it that it's not this vacuous thing so I I made my selection on that criteria what's the most thought-provoking metal from the stuff I listen to that I can put on onto this this mixtape for my dad um, but uh, but I was also thinking about how a mixtape is a physical medium and a playlist isn't a physical medium and a, a mixtape is a little bit more like an album you know what i mean where sure. an album was it's tied to that medium and a playlist like you're saying it's it just kind of exists in the ether so it can you could have 40 or 50 songs on a playlist and that produces something different so i i with 20 that was an interesting number because it's a, it's a lot longer than a mixtape but it still is short enough that it's 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 potentially a mixtape, do you know what I mean, or at least a mix CD right. or something. So right. um, I I didn't I didn't know what you were thinking in those terms either. Like, are we are we imagining this as something that is is supposed to be a limited twenty song playlist, or are we ultimately trying to create a, a forty song playlist between the two of us? What was right. our what was our end goal? Um, and and like you said, we're gonna we're gonna go through my playlist and yours, but. Uh, I don't know. I feel like with playlists, it's it's good for us to know what our our goals are here. Um, so the situation that I'm in personally, I think we talked about this on a previous episode, is I don't really have a way to play CDs at the moment. Mm -hmm. The one in the car doesn't work. The one on my computer doesn't work. And I bought a CD player, and it was it broke after four months. So I'm stuck listening to whatever I've already burned to Tomahawk, mm -hmm. which is the program I use to listen to music on my computer, or what's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I used to, back in the day, I would make mixed CDs all the time and mixed tapes all the time. And 
you know, you, you can burn through them maybe 30, 40 times before you get sick of that order. Yeah. And you throw the CD or the tape away or whatever. You give it to somebody and then you make a new one. And I used to make them for my wife all the time. And I found myself sort of lamenting that I can't do that. And I just picked 20 because it's a number. Um, but in the, in our imaginary mixtape uh, experiment that we're doing here, we have the opportunity to pretend that technology will allow all of these to fit on one tape. Okay. Um, I think if we sat here and worried about the minute count, can you really fit that many songs yeah. on a tape? This, this becomes an unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so oh, no, Brenda, you can't do that. If you remember your last yeah. song clocked at seven fourteen, you only have three thirty three left on your. Tape. There's something fun about that, but I, I agree. I think for our purposes, it would be frustrating, um, and it would involve math. So. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, so why don't we get into it? Do you want me to just go down the list? Is that the easiest well, way? To... Yeah, look, I don't want to go down. Let's let's talk about each one as you list it. Okay. Know why it's on the list? And okay, all right. So my first one is actually so all of the other entries are just one song, but this was the one because it's the first. I had the hardest time settling on. So I, I decided I definitely wanted a rainbow song to lead it in, and I wanted to sort of go for that. You know, I like the way Iron Maiden always structured their albums where they had a really strong lead-in with at least two songs that seemed to be yeah. sort of up-tempo and a little uh, kind of got your blood rolling. Um, so I wanted to kind of get that feel. So I was going to put Gates of Babylon first, but I also say or Stargazer or Temple of the King. Um, right. But right. but I think we can scratch Temple of the King because that's, that's not quite up-tempo enough maybe. So, no, not for an opening song. Yeah. No. So I think Gates of Babylon is probably the song to go for for what I'm trying to do here. Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this song? Is this, well, uh... I have Stargazer on my list and it's not number one, but I like Stargazer. I think it's their best song mm-hmm. and it certainly belongs in the halls of metal. Um, what but, about Gates of Babylon? Gates of Babylon is a great song too. I don't know if I would open an album with it. That's an interesting choice. So well, I won't I, say you're wrong. I, it's, it's bold. Well, it's funny because Gates of Babylon is not my favorite rainbow song, right. but for a, for starting off a tape, it seemed like I I think it's kind of got it's got the right tempo and the right the right strength to it is what I felt. I, I felt like if I'm aiming if I'm just sending this tape out to a general audience, I feel like the Gates of Babylon kind of get people moving a little bit. And Stargazer or Temple of the King, you might have to be a particular type of personality to respond to those the way we respond to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's why I went with Gates of Babylon. Um, right. And also, I wanted to get Dio's voice in at the start. I thought that was a good way to lead with the mixtape. Um, my my second song, unless you have any further commentary on that one. No, no, that's um, great. I think it'll be interesting to see what this leads into because that will definitely answer why you would want this as number one. So I went with Hangar 18 for my second song. Wow. And, and, well, I wanted, again, I... I was thinking Iron Maiden. I was thinking they kind of usually have two. Like I was thinking Ace is High and Two Minutes to Midnight. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have two up tempo, you know, really strong songs. And Hangar 18 for me was like the that was the first Megadeth song I fell in love with. And yeah, yeah. I just love I love and it's and it's and it's an ascension. The chord progression is an ascension. So that's Absolutely. why I wanted to go for that. Um, it's also the second song on Rust in Peace. So they knew that it goes in that spot too. yeah yeah there's that too so you know d- depending on how you how you 
count Holy Wars Punishment do? It's because I yeah. always think of Holy Wars Punishment. I think of that as almost two songs, but you're right. It is the it is really the second song, Hangar 18. Um, so so yeah. So I think it's I think and I think it's a great song. So I think it's just, you know there's a lot of just wonderful guitar work on it. Um, and you're probably going to see a lot of worship of the guitar in this list. Um, so uh, so my so then I wanted to have a a dip in mood. So I went with Dreamer Deceiver as number three, um, nice. and I want and I wanted to get Judas Priest in there too. And I thought the thing I like about Dreamer Deceiver is to me, like it just is a it's a great way to demonstrate Rob Halford's range. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 right. striking the first time you hear that song. So right. I thought that would go well there. Um, uh, do you want me to continue, or do you want to? linger on dreamer Deceiver. no i i think it's one of their best songs i would certainly put it in their top 10 i i don't i have no complaints about it being there so then i wanted to i kind of wanted i i didn't want to go too up tempo next but i didn't want to i didn't want to dip too deeply into like ballad territory so i wanted something that kind of had dreamer deceiver levels of emotion to it and i don't know aggression so i went with mr crowley to follow Dreamer Deceiver, um, so you know I know you're not a fan of Ozzy, um, but I know that you've. It's my, but it is my favorite Ozzy song. Yeah. So, so I thought and the best, one of the best guitar solos of all time. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a tremendous guitar solo, and so and again, I was gonna go right into a really heavy song, but I thought, why don't we do something that sort of creates a bridge into something heavier? that sort of starts light and kind of ends maybe ends with a little bit a little bit of heaviness but not too much and we'll and we'll and 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 when you see my next choice i think this choice will make more sense so i went with hallowed be thy name for number five um (laughs) that is also on my list but not at number five i mean that's arguably that should close a playlist i think arguably but here it was serving a function for me um which was number six is raining blood and I wanted, I thought that that would be a really great contrast between, because it's kind of like, it, I don't know, it's, uh, I like the idea of impressing somebody with, with Hallowed Be Thy Name and the melody and then getting into something as aggressive as Slayer. Um, Interesting. That, oddly, both of those songs open slowly. That's true, but Raining Blood is like a, I mean that's a powerful song. Do you know I mean that's it's, it's a punch a, yeah. in the face yeah. after the first minute? Absolutely, yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, and you'll see, and you'll see later on. I repeat this pattern, but I go more aggressive, and so that's right. why "Raining Blood" is the first. Because the thing is, like I said, this isn't like a this isn't a single mixtape. I can't do one pattern. I kind of have to do a couple of waves. Do you know what I mean? So I uh, so I did. So it was "Raining Blood." And then I wanted to really slow things down, but I didn't want to get into ballads. So then I drop it into Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, um, which is you know really slow, really atmospheric. Right. It's got like three notes, and then it's got that riff that's got I don't know like five or six notes. Um, so and it, it ends kind of up tempo, but I, I felt like I don't know it was kind of an interesting. I I feel like that would be interesting to hear after Raining Blood. Um, it's, it's a nice enough contrast for the ear, um, but I don't know. Do you, maybe you have more negative feelings on the song, or you don't think it should go in that spot. No, it's. I mean, it's your list. It's fine. I'm not. I'm. You know, I'm not the biggest Sabbath fan, so 
No, and that and I, I understand that. Um, but just in terms of placement, do you think it it would work there? Is that that's in your spot seven? That's in spot seven after raining blood. Yeah. Because yeah, I wanted to I wanted to boost up. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I wanted to boost up to an aggressive level with raining blood. That I wanted to kind of jump down. But with a song yeah. that starts slow and ends kind of fast, because you know Black Sabbath does the bow, bow, but then it's got that da 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 at the end, and and it's kind of more up tempo, and I wanted to do that so that I can lead into another sort of heavier thrash type song. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I'm kind of I'm trying to make each song sound distinct enough that you're not getting confused if you don't listen to metal. Do you know what I mean? Um, so after Black Sabbath, I go into Battery from Master of Puppets. Because um, uh, I don't it, even have Metallica on my list. I figured you wouldn't because of our recent conversations. But I, 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 I <coughs> how many do I think I put like two Metallica songs on here? Um, and I honestly didn't put neither of them would be my favorite Metallica songs. But again, this is more about what purpose does this song serve? So I thought Battery kind of fulfilled the role I wanted to have at this at this moment. Um, and so... Uh, so then I go from Battery, and this is where you might think... This might be a little bit controversial. I wanted to really change the mood after Battery. Uh, so I went to The Prophecy by Iron Maiden. Um... Because it's a good song. It's a good song, but it's a really, you know, it's drastically different from right. what came before. Um, so, so so far, no objections. Is it? You know what? We should play a piece of Iron Maiden Prophecy right now. We so, we, we it's we, not a common song by them. All right. Let, uh, how how are we gonna do this so it picks up? Because I got my headset oh, on. Right. Do it on your do end. It. Do it on your end, and I think it'll play. Yeah. Um. Well, I have it on headset too, so you won't be able to hear it. Oh, so it won't matter. All right, you know what? Um, it we, doesn't matter. It's a great song. People should it's just go. Song. If you, you don't have to listen to anything on this list from today, but go and listen to the prophecy. It's off Seventh Son of Seventh Son. It's a very interesting song. It's one of my favorites, and it's one that I probably didn't notice as much the first time I heard the album, and then with re-listens, it started to grow on me more and more. Um, so my next it's, song, uh, side two of the album, right? I think so. Uh, third song on side two. I'm try I think so. I think so. I, Man, I, there was a time when I had mastered that, right? I knew all of my albums. I could tell you what was what and where it was. Well, it's funny too because a lot of these I had on tape first and then I had on CD and there was always right. sort of so it's, it's sometimes funny which one my brain remembers. You know what's this is totally besides the point, but I just found out that like the CD version of Live After Death has like almost none of the songs that the tape and the album version had. Interesting. Um, yeah, they, they cut out a bunch of the songs from the CD Which version. Which doesn't make any sense because there's more space it's, on the CD. It's horrible. I I, I got a copy. It, and and apparently there's another CD version that has the songs back on it, but the, the one that I got, it's, it's awful because it's missing... It's not the best songs on the album, but they're important. Do you know what I mean? They, they add something to it. Uh, right. so, so after the prophecy, and you might not recognize this song, um, but I went with uh, Reaching Happiness, Touching Pain by Cathedral, which was the, the song I posted. You said it sounded really sludgy. On, um, oh, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this was sort of one of my self-indulgent picks where I was like, I know 
this isn't gonna this is this isn't gonna be other people's favorite song but it's so different and it's like it kind of gives you a sense of you know how unusual some metal songs can be so and, and also it's a again another really drastic change in mood um so I went with that one, which I think you said was sludgier than the Melvins or something. Was your uh, uh, yeah? And I love the Melvins. They didn't make my list for some reason, but uh, I love the Melvins. Well, do you consider the Melvins metal, or do you consider them? Um, I don't. I consider them sludge rock. Okay. Yeah. See, that's the thing, because Cathedral. This is still metal. Do you know what I mean? That's where. Yeah. But there's a certain. I don't know what it is. There's a certain point with that sludge where it becomes another genre. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Now Buzz from uh, from the Melvins, he's a huge metal head. He loves metal music. That's and, what I've heard. I, I mean, and he does covers of songs all the time. But uh, I think his style, when he the stuff he composes, is just it's just more rock than metal. At some point, we should do an is alternative metal if we haven't already done that episode because I know that's an, a common debate people have. Um, yeah. Uh, not that I, I don't know if they qualify as alternative because they they were out before alternative, weren't they? Or am yeah, I mistaken? Yeah, yeah. Um, Melvin's been out for a long time. They were like, but they must have been considered like re- reputable music during the alternative era, I would imagine. Um, so, okay, so then after that, I I I and again that's a sludgy, slow, really morose song. So I wanted to go into something as powerful and heavy as I could think, but was still not not fast. So I went with Unleashed Upon Mankind by Bolt Thrower, which was another one of my more eccentric picks. Um, also, because this is my number 11, I, I figured that's a great way to sort of get to the second half, like just sort of explode with that. Um, What's the name of the song? Unleashed Upon Mankind. It ha- Again, I'm not a huge Bolt Thrower fan, but when I was right. when I was in high school, I had a friend who got into Bolt Thrower, and I remember going. And he was in, he was super into death metal, and I went over to his house, and he would play that all the time. And whenever that song came on, the sound of the guitar just overwhelmed me. I was just amazed that somebody got this sound, and and so it's 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 like the one Bolt Thrower song I just always want to listen to. I could I could really care less about the rest of their music, but I think that song is worth hearing. If you've never never listened to them, yeah, uh, I, I've I've not heard this song. Maybe I have. My buddy used to play it in the car all the time. I couldn't tell any songs. Of it's it's the kind uh, of song where it's worth knowing that you're listening to it and paying attention, just to make sure you're giving it its fair hearing. Right. Um, it might not appeal to you, but but I think the thing to look at is listen to the tone of the guitar and the and the and the and the size of the of the guitar sound. Um, also, it's one of these songs that has like a like a minute long creepy intro, so you kind of got to skip through that just to get to the the big sound in it. Um, okay. So, anyways, so I start the second half really strong, and then I wanted to pull it back, and I really wanted to get into much more ballad like territory. So I went with "Don't Talk to Strangers" by Dio, um, which again, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know. I, I don't. I know you liked you. I don't know if you. I don't know if you like that song. But I've always liked "Don't Talk to Strangers," so I wanted to get that in there. Um, it's definitely more ballady. Like I, I, I definitely oh, think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's way more ballady. But it does get heavy towards the you know in in sections and towards the end. So, um, so I don't know. You think that's an appropriate choice, or is that? 
I wouldn't have put it on my mixtape, but it's your mixtape. Uh, I don't hate the song. I It comes up when I'm doing a, a Dio mix on YouTube, you know, and I don't skip it or anything. Yeah. It's definitely easy listening. Oh, it's very easy. But but it does have some interesting chords in it. And the th- it's, it's actually one of the songs, I'm not usually a big lyric guy, where I like the lyrics are what got me into the song. Do you know what I mean? Like, just paying attention to what he said was what intrigued me enough to give the song a chance. Um, and and I kind of like the, I don't know, I like the way he's talking about the things that he's talking about in it. Um, and just the melody. It's kind of got a sweet melody to it. So I go from that, which is number 12, um, so the second song in the second half of the playlist, to uh, Wheels of Confusion by Black Sabbath. Um, which I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, or if that's you know, you know, you're not a huge Sabbath fan. I'm sure, I've, yeah, I'm sure I've heard it at some point. I, I wouldn't know all their songs by it's, name. It's a really good song, and it's got a really interesting second half. So I wanted to get it in there. It's It's got a nice sort of thick sound to it. Do you know what I mean? It's a. It seemed like a good way to part ways with Don't Talk to Strangers. Um, so my next song is number 14. I actually went back and forth on this one between multiple songs, and I'm still not 100% sold on this one. But I wanted to get a Merciful Fate song in there, so I went with Evil, mainly because I know it's sort of one that people might have unknowingly heard enough that it's familiar that they'll respond to it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if I threw in a less well-known Merciful Fate song, they might be resistant to it more. So that's that's why I picked it. Um and again, I know that's definitely not your favorite band. So, um, but but I think you were I think you were a fan of the Metallica cover of it on their I think they did it on the medley or something, right? Um, or am I mistaken? That I don't I don't remember. I, I know they did like a Merciful Fate medley, and I could have sworn Evil was in there. Yeah. But I, I can't. But for that that was my reasoning for putting it on there was ah people yeah, yeah. have come to it through Metallica so they'll recognize it you know what I mean um, let's see Merciful Fate the Metallica one that they did what does it say it doesn't say here I'm gonna go it's a combination of Saints Fall Curse of the Pharaohs A Corpse of That Soul Into the Coven and Evil okay Okay, so so it ends so, with evil. Yeah, it is a medley of those five songs. I mean, I mean, those are all good songs. Um, but uh, but also, evil's kind of got the right uh, tempo for this point in the right. list. So after this, I uh, I wanted to put on a song that I don't know that seemed. I wanted to put a. I wanted to put an important metal song on that was significant in terms of writing and significant in terms of highlighting one of the bands on the list and sort of showing, uh, I don't know, I put one here. I put one at number 15. Um, and partly because I know it starts out soft, but it gets extremely heavy. And I thought that would be a good good transition from, from Merciful Fate into my next song. Um, but I don't know, do you think Evil, not Evil, One is overplayed and shouldn't be on the list? Like, what's your feelings on One? That's exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> and See, I think you knew that. I knew that. I knew that. I, I will say this, though, in defense of one. It's it's definitely overplayed. There's no question about that. But it's also one of the hardest songs to play uh, on the guitar. Um, so, you know, and it's it's also 
a very difficult song to write. Like, there's a lot going on in that song. So I feel like the the quality of the song, you know, it, it's sort of odd that it's been so overplayed because normally songs that are as intricate as that one don't get overplayed. Do you know what I mean? Um, but but I think I think it's a uh, a good. You could like if you were going to show somebody one single Metallica song, that would probably be a good choice. Do you know what I mean? Because it it gives you everything about the band in one song. Um, so I follow that with Aces High. Um, and strange choice. Well, well, wh- first off, why is it strange? Then I'll give my explanation. I, well, one, it's radio friendly, and that because it's radio friendly, it got played a lot. Yeah, I mean a lot. But and it lost, it lost a lot of its over time. It lost a lot of its bite. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the contender that it would have been in '84 when that album came out. See, well, you have to understand. I got into Iron Maiden after that album came out, so I never even heard. Number one, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was in California at the time, so they probably would have been on the radio, but I must have not been hearing them. But by the time I came out here, you weren't hearing stuff like that on the radio, and that's when I right. got into metal. Um, so for me, Aces High, I always associate with Live After Death opening up that album, um, and I, I just love the song. I think it's one of the best songs ever and so i just love the song uh and it's got you know my only my only question is whether i put it in the right spot but the reason i put it here is because then i go into a candle mass song which is really slow i go into epistle number 81 so i wanted to i wanted to have something that had a little bit of energy before i dropped into uh a really lethargic doom metal song and you um, want an Iron Maiden song in that spot, or you just happen to want this specific? I song? wanted, I wanted high energy, and to me, Ace's High is like the definitive high energy song. Do you know what I mean? Like not heavy, high energy. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a it's sort of like let's get the show started type of a song. Um, so, so that's why I don't I, know. I think I and I'm I'm tired of Two Minutes to Midnight as well, but mm-hmm. that one would have fit in that spot. Well, and I was thinking two minutes to midnight was my other was the other one I was thinking of, but to me, Aces High has a little bit more pep to it. Was you know, Trooper, the Trooper I, is I, what I would have put in that. Spot. I well, see, or here's e- th- where Eagles there. I think the Trooper would have been fine. I just and I like the Trooper a lot, um, but I almost feel like uh, and e- where Eagles Dare would have been a great song too, but I just am partial to Aces High, so that's why I put it there. You know, um, but I mean, those are those are also. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't object to those being placed there, um, especially the Trooper because that's so hard to play. Aces High is a little bit easier, I think. Um, so then I go into Epistle Eighty One, which is really, really slow, and even though it's distorted, it does not feel very heavy. Do you know what I mean? It just feels, it feels heavy in the slow sense, but not in the the metal sense. Uh, it's it's about as close as, it's as close as you can get to doing a ballad with distortion as you can get. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so, because that's so slow, I decided to to rev things up a little bit with the Sentinel from Judas Priest for number eighteen. Uh, mainly for the voice, you know, the voice is what really kind of gets that song. It's a very electric sounding song. Um, and uh, and then because I think this is one of the most interesting songs in metal ever written, I. Uh, and and I wanted it to go um, 
I wanted it to I wanted it to sort of I wanted to make an interesting statement before I go into number 20 um, so I chose Mary Jane for um, for Megadeth uh, because I well I knew how to play that song on guitar right. and I when you when you know how to play a song you develop a different appreciation for how the song is structured and the chords that are played and I just adore the chords that he chooses and like if you ever if you ever learn a song that Dave Mustaine has written he does things so differently than other people it's like uh he doesn't write songs the way other people write songs and he doesn't play chords the way other people play chords he's almost got more of a Jimi Hendrix approach to the guitar which is unusual for metal so Mary Jane really and that's just a really great song and it's got you know, it, it's got that really interesting quote from the headstone that they took, and you know, I, just, I really like the song, so I, I, I went with that, and then because of the the subject matter of 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 that song and metal in general, I decided to end it on twenty with "Killed by Death" because I just that song just makes me, I just love that song. Anytime I hear it, it's like it makes me smile. Do you know what I mean? It's uh. And, and I also wanted to get a Motorhead song on here, um, right? You know, so and, and to me, that's like the—I don't know—that—that's—that's that's the Motorhead song that I listen to. If I'm gonna like, if I if I got to pick one Motorhead song and listen to it, it's usually that. So, um, so yeah, so that's my number twenty. Um, I don't know objections to the last two, or are they. Uh... I don't have any objections really with it. I I think there's too much Metallica on your list. How many, um, let me see how much Metallica I had. Let me count. I had uh, battery and one. Right? Was that? I think I said yeah, two. That's that's too much. That's too much. I mean, I I counterbalanced it with two um, two Megadeth songs. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but but here was the thing. I I was thinking I wanted to bring the heavies, and I think the Metallica is a heavy. Whether you know, uh, right? So that was why I put them on the list. Um, well, you, know, you you picked. Two uh, pre-Black Album songs, so that's commendable. <laughs> well, I, I certainly. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. And with Megadeth, you picked two al- uh, two pre-Euthanasia songs. Well, because so Euthanasia, Euthanasia. Okay, so this is a different topic entirely. But I was off the Megadeth wagon when Countdown for Extinction came out. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that came out, and I remember I was in a room with my singer and my bassist, and we were watching the video premiere for Symphony of Destruction, and we just looked at each other like, "What the fuck was that that we just watched?" Because yeah. you know what I mean? Because that was following Rust in Peace. Do you know what I mean? Like Rust in Peace, was right? A, and then they come up with that, and it's like, and in hindsight, it's not so bad. Like they. They were at least not going the direction that Metallica was going, which was they were real. Like Metallica was really watering down the music, but it, but they were still clearly trying to reach a broader audience. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. but now I can go back and I can listen to, uh, you know, I can listen to those songs. But at the time for us, the only Megadeth that mattered was the first four albums. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um. So yeah, so okay. and the thing that happens with Countdown for Extinction is the thing that happened to all metal at that point, which is it lost its way. It didn't know what it wanted to be anymore. Yeah. And yeah. they were suffering just like everybody else was. Everybody put out bad yeah. albums yeah. at that point. Um and I think it was the last metal album I bought for years and years and years cuz I didn't really listen in the 90s with the exception of Fate's Warning. Well, that a and, lot of people did that. That was very common. A lot yeah. of people fell out of metal in the 90s. 
And but I listened to that album a lot, uh, simply because one, I didn't actually have that many cassettes at the time I was in college, um, and two, it was something I could have on in the background, and I didn't really need to pay attention to it. Okay. That that was the the thing about that album was the first time Megadeth put something out that I didn't need to pay attention to. I get you. Uh, yeah, and I can't do that with their other albums. I as soon as, you know, as soon as Peace Cells comes on, I'm stopping what I'm doing. And I'm listening to Peace Cells. Yeah, and, and I will say this: like in hindsight, Megadeth is probably one of the best bands in terms of the quality of the music that they were that they put out over the years, over a long time. Yeah. Do you know I mean like especially if you compare them to Metallica? There's no, there's no contest. Metallica is right. good up through Justice for All, arguably up through the Black Album, if you take my side. Um, but after that, if you were a fan from you know the earlier albums, you're not listening to to load and reload and sane anger you know you might have come back in for what was a death magnetic out of curiosity to see if they could recapture that early right. sound but honestly i didn't find death magnetic that that appealing when i heard the you know some of the songs oh, i on thought it. it was awful yeah I, I couldn't get into it so um now, the new album with atlas rise on it what's the name of that hardwired to self-destruct which that's I, a reasonably good album I, I, I've only heard a couple of songs on that album. No, I've only heard a couple of songs on that album, but I'll give it a listen if it's, uh, you know... I, I It's one of these things where I was sort of like, do I want to invest the time in in in, in evaluating another... Meta- like, you know, St. Anger was such a bad album that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, 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 and Death Magnetic, I just... I don't know. The, th- the thing is when... When I hear a lot of new Metallica, I feel like a lot of it sounds like they're just sort of doing the first thing that comes to mind. Do you know what I mean? It all feels very reflexive, and it just doesn't engage me. The thing that I like about Megadeth, even if it's like a newer album that I'm not that into, it's it's it feels like they're still trying to to make. They're still working on the material that they're making. Do you know what I mean? It, I, I feel like there's more effort put into a Megadeth album these days than a Metallica album. I could be wrong, but I just. It just I, I just feel like Metallica feels very automated when I hear their newer stuff. Um, like the hand is doing all the work, and there's not as much thought put into it. Um, right. So, but yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll give that one a listen. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, what are your feelings on Killed by Death? Is that, you know... It's, uh, I know you like it. I mm-hmm. think it's, um, I think it's lighter fair for Motorhead. That's that's fair. It is lighter fair. It's the, but it, but wouldn't you say that the, the, the but would you say the humor kind of gets the same level of edge in there with like it still feels like Lemmy. Do you know what I mean? Like there are some songs by Motorhead where you're kind of you're not getting you're not really getting Motorhead. It's sort of you know it's sort of like like what's the song like Hellraiser the one that they wrote for Ozzy Osbourne that they then did themselves. Um, are you familiar with that song? Yeah. Or, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, that, that, yeah. I was, I, sorry, I was just letting you go. Oh yeah, that that to me is like a, a kind of a non-motorhead motorhead song. Do you know what I mean? Um, but "Killed by Death" still kind of has the edge to it. Um, uh, but yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It is lighter. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to get into your list? Or I, do you want? I think it's. Like, uh, I, I think we should do. We should pause here and then give me a minute to. You know, get something to drink and everything else, and we'll do another episode. We'll okay. Do my list. Okay. All right. Uh, I think it is the thing about Killed by Death is it is a great ending to your playlist, mm-hmm. to your mixtape, 
because it's a fun, light ending, right? There's, it's not really, in my opinion, it's not a heavy song. No, it's not. It's um, it's a rock. It's kind of got more of a rock vibe. You know what I mean? It's got. It's I got... don't. I think the last song, the role of the last song of an album, is to get you to flip the album back over and listen to song one again, mm-hmm. right? And start the process over. And we talked about this on the Iron Maiden episode where we did the best last songs. And that's the thing about Hallowed Be Thy Name. When yeah. that song is all over, you want more Iron Maiden. Yes, yes. I don't know that when that song is over, I want to go back and listen to your number one, which was... Gates of Babylon. Gates of Babylon, yeah. I think when that that's... song is done, okay, that was fun. Now time to go do some yard work. That's what I feel like at the end of your list. Okay, all right. See, I, I have a different reaction to Killed by Death, whereas it's one of those songs I want to keep playing that song over and over again. Right. So right. that's why I put it at the end. You know, it's like... Yeah, it's, and, it's, and it's your mixtape, right? Yeah. So you should definitely like the vibe of it. Um, there's a lot of stuff I would edit out of your list if well, if you wanted to make that for me. Well, one thing that I was thinking is I think it would actually be a better list if it was just 10 songs rather than 20. Do you know what I mean? Because because right. I'm kind of repeating the same idea with a lot of my choices. Do you know sure. what I mean? So, um, but but yeah. So why don't we why don't we pause here and then we'll come back with with your list and we'll you know we'll uh, we'll be back on then. Mm-hmm. 